So a man cuts the stone of the earth and piles it up to make a temple to the Lord God. Temple? I thought it was to be a synagogue. I was speaking poetically, like the psalmist. <coughs> oh, oh, don't you see, Aaron? You're not building a meeting place for the people of the village. You're building a monument to God. Am I? <laughs> I've never seen a man do such good work while being so unhappy. I'm not unhappy. Huh? Oh, then you're angry. Eh? Go back and read your books, Rabbi Benjamin, while I cut the stone and get dust in my nose and reek of sweat when I go home at night. Go and teach the boys who kneel at your feet and listen to every word you say as if you were Moses himself. What's that to me? Why should I be angry? What have I done to you, Aaron? Why are you so angry with me? Because I'm a slave. You're a free man. Well, how are you a slave? Look at my hands, Rabbi. Scars. There's so many scars. Scars, yes. And here is where this finger was crushed between stones. Here's where I was working so long and late that I couldn't see to swing my hammer. And I broke that finger so it never grew back straight. No nails on my thumbs. Do you wonder why? And the muscles on my back. They're the chains that bind me, Rabbi. You and your robes, you with your quiet way. Everyone knows to look at you who you are. And I bare of back and muscled like an ox. I'm an animal, a slave. Aaron, that's the way of the world. Someone must cut the stone. And someone must study Torah. Why not me? But why not you? Why didn't you? <laughs> it was God who trapped me. God who tricked me into slavery. My father died when I was 13. I knew how to read. I was a good student. But where would we get the bread for the meal? So I took my father's chisel, and I took my father's hammer, and now here I am. My father's age when he died, and my hands looked like my father's hands. Oh, if only God could have made me stupid, so I never learned anything at all. Or if only God had let my father live so I could have become a rabbi as I wanted to. Oh, we are so bent and shaped by life, Aaron. We're all God's slaves. In a sense, that's so. For God controls the world. Yes, that's right. God controls the world. Well, I'll tell you something. A God who would control my life to trap me into this slavery, he must not like me very much. What makes you think God even cares? Who are you that, that God should take any notice of you? And why did he give me the ability to read and the love of study? Because it pleases him. God doesn't have to defend himself to you. Then why did he create me? Because he wanted to. What other reason does God need to have? What kind of being is God? If it pleases him to create such a misery as my life. Well, the ways of God are not intelligible to man. I'll tell you something, Rabbi Benjamin. The stonecutter with bleeding hands will say something to the educated rabbi who understands the things of God. If God did all this to me and doesn't even care, then I hate him. What have you said? What does it matter? God created me to say it. Blasphemy. You are a man who hates the Lord. Abomination. Rabbi, what's wrong? What is it? <coughs> the stonecutter says he hates the Lord. The man whose hands built these walls for a synagogue, he hates God. Aaron, did you say that? And I'll say it again. If God is what the rabbi says he is, then I hate him from the root of my soul. Stone him. 
I've given my life to those filthy rocks, but I swear I'll never let them kill me. Catch him. Get away. There he goes. Uh, we, we can't follow him there. Let him go. It's enough. Enough that he's gone. Who would have thought it? He's only a stone cutter, but I always thought he had a good heart. Instead, he was like a snake poison waiting in his mouth if someone came too close. What will we do now about the synagogue wall? Tear it down. Every stone and cast the rocks he cut into the valley. None of his work is fit for a house of worship. And his family, shall we drive them out? And let him find them and pollute them further? No. Perhaps we can yet save his sons. Uh, doesn't he have a boy, Hiram, about 15? Doesn't the boy cut stone? Perhaps the son will succeed where the father failed. What a friend you are, Lord, if you hear me, which I doubt. What will please you now? For me to die? Or do you plan some more suffering for me before you let me go? God, have mercy on me and bless my family. What will I do now? Where will I go? They say, Shalom, that you are a wise man. I've heard what they say, and what they call me is clever. Then perhaps today, true wisdom is cleverness. What could you want of me? You're a rabbi of rabbis, Ezra. You, you don't need a lawyer like me to teach you the law. Perhaps not, Shalom. But what we really want is your help in bringing a lawbreaker to justice. You want soldiers, then, not lawyers. The problem is uh, that uh, this lawbreaker is clever. He never quite breaks the law. Ah, that that is a problem. How... How do you punish a lawbreaker who refuses to commit a crime? Crime? His crime is blasphemy. He believes that he's the Messiah. Messiah? Tell the Romans they're always willing to arrest messiahs. <laughs> Unfortunately, he uh, never quite says that he is the Messiah. So there we are again. Uh, I wondered, Shalom, if you might help us. Uh, if you might engage him in some sort of a public conversation in which he, uh, he reveals his true heart. So he can be discredited. Oh, no, uh, discrediting him wouldn't do it at all. We want him dead. And you want the law to do it. What else? He's guilty of blasphemy against the Most High God. And he has seduced hundreds of simple people into rejecting the Lord God and following him. He must be stopped. Stopped and removed from the earth so that he can do no more harm here. Will you? But of course. There is a matter of payment. Oh, no, Ezra. For you, I'll do this for the Lord. And later, I'll be in your debt. Who speaks of debts among friends? Besides, I might fail. <laughs> <laughs> I work with many, many men. Most of them wouldn't be so careful as you. If they wanted a man dead, they'd simply lie and say he'd committed the crime, whether he had or not. If they hadn't already arranged for the services of an assassin. We followed Torah. We do not desire any man's death. We only want to keep Israel clean. And I will do my part, Ezra, Yeshua, my dear friends. Where is this 
Jesus. Oh, he goes here and there in the city, now at the temple, now in Bethany, now vanishing for a few days, and no one can say where. But today, he is in Bethany, at the home of a man named Lazarus, who lives there with his sisters. Tonight, we'll see what I accomplished. But beware, Shalom. He is a man of snares, and whenever we dig a pit for him, he has a way of making us fall into it ourselves. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Does he? Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Peace be unto you. Why are you laughing, Matthew? Because in all honesty, it had never occurred to me to simply say that he had blasphemed without waiting for him to do it openly. That would be bearing false witness, would it? If a man blasphemes in his action, is it false witness to testify that he's a blasphemer? Even if he has not said it with his mouth? Where is the greater truth? Even Jesus said, it is the spirit, not the letter of the law that matters. He himself would have to congratulate us on having understood the principle. Yes, the spirit of the law is that he should die. Can we not then make adjustments in the letter? They say that Abraham is their father. But if Abraham were their father, they'd do the works of Abraham. Now they want to kill me because I told them the truth. Abraham loved the truth more than his life. They have no part in Abraham. But in one sense, they're right. They claim to his visits here will ruin us, you know. Ruin us, Martha? I love the Master as much as you, Lazarus. But when we feed his disciples day after day, and not just his disciples, but everyone who wants to come along, we're not wealthy, Lazarus. Have I sold the clothes from your back to pay for this? What will you do when our wealth is gone? Sell the house also, and follow him. And what of Mary and me? There are women who follow him also. Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Susanna. Tend to the porridge. If you don't watch it, it might burn. Lazarus. Yes, Mary. There's a man in the garden. A poor man. He's hiding. He doesn't know I saw him. I think he means to steal something. Go call him in. I'm afraid of him. He looks angry and much too strong for me. And fearful. I'm afraid of a strong man who is fearful. I'll go then. And Martha, of all the miracles the Master has performed, let me tell you of one more. I, I did my accounts yesterday, and somehow, I don't know how, we have more today than we did the day he first came to our house. As long as the Master drinks from our well... Our well will be overflowing. He was over by the eucalyptus tree. Ah! I'm not afraid to kill this man. What do you want? Food and clothing. You'll have nothing for me by force. Won't I? Force is all I have. The Lord God saw fit to bless me with nothing but strength. So I'll live by my strength. Go on, woman. Food now and money. And a robe, and tell no one. Stay, Mary. Go, or I'll kill him. Kill me. I will. Go ahead. Don't make me do it. I'm not afraid to die. But if you kill me, friend, then how will you have the courage to live? You have to be afraid of me. You have to. <laughs> Are you all right? Yes. 
I, I haven't eaten in six days. I've come all the way from Hebron. I can't... I'm not a murderer. I'm not a thief. I'm not... I'm only a... Go ahead. Call the soldiers. There's nothing left for me to... Soldiers? What would I want with soldiers? There's porridge on the fire right now, friend. What's your name? I have no name. Everyone has a name. Then call me a blasphemer, because that's what I am. I hate the Lord God of heaven, and I'm not afraid to say it. Stone me if you like. I'm past caring. It's a terrible thing to hear. And even more terrible, the things that have taught you to say it. Come into my house, blasphemer, and you eat my porridge and my bread. And tell me about your hatred for the Lord God. You mean to feed me? You only had to ask. I'm not a beggar. Better a beggar than a thief, I think. Aren't we all beggars at the table of the Lord? And like dogs, we have to lick the crumbs he lets fall. Aren't you afraid he's an assassin sent to kill the master? He hasn't a murderer's heart. I knew that at once. When I moaned in pain, he eased his hold on me a little. There's mercy in him, not death. What? Weren't there enough mouths to feed already? Then give him my portion, Martha. Don't be absurd. I'll go on feeding whoever comes, as long as the porridge lasts. Never mind my sister, Martha. When she was little, she used to feed stray cats, till one of them scratched her. Now she scratches first. But she still feeds the cats. I never fed a cat in my life. If a man lies, he's the son of the father of lies. If a man hates, he's the son of the father of hate. If a man kills, he's the son of the one who taught murder to the world. Who, who, who is this man? This thing, is he a rabbi? Don't be afraid. For such a man is the son of the Lord's enemy. Master, it's plain you believe in the law. I love the law, friend. And you? <laughs> I'm a lawyer, and I also love the law. A son loves his father, and a pig loves his trough. What are you saying? What is your question? Did I say I had a question? Don't you? Since you mention it, I do, Master. Um, what should I do to inherit eternal life? What's written in the law? I heard that you like to turn questions back on the questioner. Very well. The law is... You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your thoughts. And, and you must love your neighbor as if you were your own self. Do that, and you'll have eternal life. But, Master, who is my neighbor? In the law, you argue definitions and quibble over the spellings of the words. But I will tell you a story. Once there was a man who was traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was sure he could get from here to there safely, but he was attacked by thieves. They thought that he was dead and left him beside the road. But he wasn't dead. He was bleeding, and the sun dried him, and the scavenger bird circled overhead waiting for him to die. But there he lay, still living, death coming closer by the moment. While he was lying there, a priest came along, all in a hurry. He saw the man lying there, naked and injured, and he thought, There are thieves here. I'd better hurry. 
help me. And then a Levite came, and he was also afraid, and he passed on the far side of the road. Water, help me. They were afraid. They were in a hurry. It was a dangerous place, and the man would surely die anyway. But then came another traveler, a Samaritan. Samaritan. <laughs> Things go from bad to worse. Well, what does he do, Rob? Even the last of his clothes? Spit on him! A Samaritan saw the man lying by the road. And now the man was so near death that he didn't cry out at all. But the Samaritan saw and went to him. He's still alive. A miracle. How long have you been out here in the sun without water? Here, can you drink? Here, here, drink if you can. Look at your wounds, man. How are you still alive? Can you ride my donkey? You can lean on me. I'll steady you. Here, here, let me carry you. Oh, oh, I, I can't, I can't. For that matter, you can't be alive even now. But it's worth a try. Hey, don't you think? Hold still, Jezebel. Now is not the time to dance. There now, lean on my shoulder. That's right. We're not that far from Jericho. Here, hey, take some more water. That's right. Easy. That's right. <laughs> what do you want? This man. He's injured. Injured? I would have said he was dead. But he isn't dead. He's alive. He needs help. I poured wine into his wounds to kill the poison. But now he needs a place... Uh, of course. Uh, right here. Uh, take him here. Uh, that's right. You have money to pay, I assume? Of course. Here, let me help you. There you are. That's, uh, that's right. Innkeeper, don't you know that man's a Samaritan? But the man he's helping is a Jew. Come to think of it, didn't you come today on the Jerusalem road? You, a uh, priest, should have seen this beaten man as you came. I, uh, I, I thought he was dead. I, I didn't... The Samaritan has money to pay. If you want to stay and care for the man, I'll send the Samaritan away. Never mind. And the next morning, when the Samaritan left, he gave the innkeeper money enough to care for the injured man until he healed. And I'll be coming back this way. And so if it takes more money, I'll pay you in a fortnight. You have my word on it. Now tell me, friend, who was neighbor to the man who was beaten by the thieves? The man who showed mercy to him. Go and do the same for other men. Yes. Yes, I see. I will. I will. Peace be unto you. And may you also find peace. Some men come searching for one thing and find another. I think that lawyer will lose some friends today and find some others. Horace, 
more porridge. Thank you, Martha. <laughs> I see by the faces of my friends that some of them were still hungry. <laughs> Master, doesn't it bother you that Mary is sitting in here listening while I'm out doing all the work? You ought to have sent her out to help me, I think. Uh, Martha, Martha, you take such good care of all of us. And all the burdens of the house weigh on you always. But when the food is eaten, it only has to be prepared again. And when the house is clean, it only needs cleaning again tomorrow. There's one thing which, if you have it, will never leave you. And Mary has chosen to tend to that today. It can never be taken from her, Martha. Oh, I, I see. Stay with me now, Martha, and talk with us. Lazarus, who is this man that you brought to break bread with us? I see by his hands that he's a stonecutter. You see by my hands? I'll tell you what I truly am. Peace, man. I'm a slave. That's what I am. A runaway slave? The master is in danger. Are we harboring a runaway? You are no slave, man. I'm a slave with a master cruel beyond belief. God is my master, and he makes my life unbearable. I'm running away from him. You can't run away from God. Do you think I don't know that? Well, I defy God. He made me what I am, didn't he? Well, I'm a hater of the Lord God. The Lord God is my enemy. If that's blasphemy, stone me and have done with it. Terrible. What is he doing here? Blasphemy. Will Jesus hear such blasphemy? A man who hates the Lord. Master, what will you say to him? Here is a man who lets poison come from his mouth. But the poison will hurt only himself. Already it sickens him. Already it has cost him everyone in the world that he loves. It was God who stole my happiness. If a man comes to you and lies and tells you that he is the servant of a man to whom you owe a debt, and then you give him your money and he keeps it and runs from the city, what do you call him? But when a man lies to himself and tells himself that he has been robbed when no man has robbed him, what do you call that man? And what if that man points his finger at his dear friend and says, where is the money you stole from me? What if he takes his friend to the elders and accuses him, saying, He stole from me? What is he then? A false witness. I am not a false witness. You have said enough today. Until you have listened enough to learn who loves you and whom you should love, you will be silent. Oh, look! Look, he's trying to speak and he's, he can! He's struck dumb! Master! How can you take his speech from him? I haven't taken his speech. I've given him his eyes and ears. Follow me, Aaron Stonecutter. Follow me until the Sabbath, and then tell me whether you love or hate the Lord. Spices from Tyre. Spices from Tyre. 
<laughs> spices from Tyre, probably ground up tree bark, if it isn't downright poisonous. You're too suspicious, Judas. Come now, how much money do we have? What is it to you? What's it to me? I'm the keeper of the purse. I know how much we have. What, do you want to take it from me? Of course not, Judas. I... When I was a tax collector, Judas, I always knew that when a man refused to tell me how much land he owned, it was because he wanted to cheat me and knew he'd get caught if he lied. What are you accusing me of? What were you accusing Simon of? Then why is he asking me what's in the purse? I'd like to know. Well, what's the trouble here? What's going on? What's this shouting? Nothing. Ah, uh, how can it be nothing? You, you are the shouter. Are they trying to rob you? What's wrong? Nothing that couldn't be cured by people minding their own business. I know them. They're followers of Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, yes. Yes, what are you plotting? We're coming to buy food. We were just arguing over whether we had enough money to buy dates, along with the cheese and flour and oil. Dates? You were arguing over dates? That's right, sir. A silly quarrel. <laughs> Keep the peace. That's all I care about. Dates. <laughs> now you see who's honest and who isn't. Dates. What a lie, Simon. It wasn't a lie, Judas. That's the only reason I wanted to know how much money we have in our purse to see if there was enough for us to buy dates. There isn't. Yes, I was sure you'd say that. There's never enough to buy anything, unless you want it. Like the figs last week. I don't much care for figs. Enough of that. Simon, Judas, I thought you were friends. It's pitiful the things that envy will do to friendship. Envy? Of what? That the master trusts me with the money. <laughs> no one else wanted to, Judas. That's right, Matthew. Just because you're rich. I? Rich? Judas, I sold all my lands a year ago and gave the money to the master. But that would be a fortune. A fortune? Where is it? Not a fortune, Judas. I was an honest tax collector, you must remember. But the master only gave me this little amount of money. Where's the rest of it? What's it to me what he does with it? But I'll tell you this much. None of the families of the Twelve are hungry while we wander in the countryside with the Master. None of the families of the Seventy will starve. And more than one beggar who has come to the Master has gone away fed and clothed. Why didn't he give it to me for safekeeping? We're here to buy food, Judas, and the day is getting shorter while we stand and talk. There's a flour merchant. We have a sack to fill. Master. What do you make of the man who came yesterday? The blasphemer? He hasn't said a word since then. Did the master truly strike him dumb? Or is he simply obeying? Either way, at least he's not spouting blasphemy. But I didn't think the master came to make people suffer. And I thought he came to make them whole. Flower? Flower! Oh, sir, the finest flower in Jerusalem! <laughs> also, some of the finest weevils. <laughs> Not one! Oh, no! Twenty! Look at that! You should be ashamed. Oh, well. As fast as you can rake them off, they come to the surface again. Still, if you take the weevils out, the flower isn't too bad. We'd rather have flour that was ground this year. There's another over there. Doesn't he trust me? What? The master. Doesn't he trust me? Of course he trusts you. He gave you the purse, didn't he? Oh, there. Do 
you have anything edible? Edible? I have flour that will put meat on your bones and give you strength to run a mile without <laughs> panting. What people won't say to get our money. Well, sir, do you have any flour that will rise when we leaven it? I'm a good deal more interested in that than in running a mile. <laughs> the dough will seem to be leaping. It'll rise so fast. <laughs> well, let's warn Mary and Martha when they make the bread. <laughs> they have to watch it constantly or it'll jump right out of the window. <laughs> What's your price? Don't ask. We could never afford to buy jumping bread. Wait, it doesn't really jump. Oh, I'm disappointed. But if it lies still until we want it to, to move, it'll do. You? You who you mean? You're his disciples, aren't you? Whose disciples? The, the one who does magic. Magic? The one who casts out devils. Our master is Jesus of Nazareth. And yes, he has the power to cast out devils. My husband is possessed of a devil. Is that your husband? For 30 years he's been this way. He stares at me from the corner of the room. We've got a little money. We can pay. The master doesn't ask for payment. Come with us. Wait, what about the flour? Buy it and come back with us. I can't carry everything myself. Hire a man to carry for you, and teach him the doctrine of the kingdom on the way. Does he understand speech? Sometimes, and sometimes he gets angry and strikes out and beats the walls. There, my friend, you're clean. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Thank you, Peter. The kingdom of God? Peter baptized me in the name of Jesus of Nazareth so I could enter the kingdom of God. But what kingdom is that? I thought we were subjects of Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to a Pharisee speaking of loyalty to Rome. Where is the capital of the kingdom of God? Where does he keep his throne? The throne of God is in, is in heaven. Well, look for his kingdom where he keeps his throne. Do you mean that your baptism here on the earth will let a man enter into the presence of God? You have power to control the gates of heaven? Well, don't you? Once Israel had all the powers of God, once Elijah could call down the fires of heaven, and once Moses could speak and manna would come from the rocks of the desert and water would come from stone. Tell me, who speaks to God for Israel now? We have priests. They offer sacrifices. Oh, the smoke rises to heaven and the incense makes a smell of holiness. But the master says their lips say Lord, but their hearts say mammon. God hears the words of the heart before the words of the lips. Uh, does your master teach that the priests of the temple are not seen by the Lord God? If you want the warmth of the sun, do you stand by the little kitchen fire, or do you go where the sun is shining? Come with us. Ask the master yourself. I will. But will he dare to answer me? Dare? Should he be afraid of you, Pharisee? Come along. What is it? What is he doing, Mary? The master is sleeping, Lazarus. 
This stone cutter has been with him constantly, but now... He's he... cutting stone. Where did he get the tools? Jesus asked a man to get them. Look, he's repairing that cracked place in our garden wall. See how smoothly the chisel moves, Lazarus. The man is a master of his work. Where is the master, Lazarus? He went to sleep. For once he was alone. But where? Is he in Bethany? Oh, oh yes, he's in the house. Then why don't you say so? What, are you, are you going to waken him, Peter? He's not asleep. Lazarus, look, he's brought people with him. When does the master rest? Master, Peter, who's with you? A disciple, young Timaeus, who was baptized this morning. And a rabbi who wonders about the kingdom of God. Timaeus, welcome. What were you doing here? Praying, friend. But in the house, where no one could hear. There's only one who needs to hear, and he heard. Master, John the Baptist taught us words to say. Won't you also teach us how to pray? What did John teach you to say when you prayed to the Lord? He said to pray for the cleansing of Israel and for the coming of the Messiah. Is that what I should say? When the bridegroom has come to the house, should you watch for him at the door? If you must be given words to say, say this. Father, let your name be holy. Let your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive me my sins, for I also forgive all who have done me wrong. And preserve me when I come to the test. What kind of a prayer is this? He should pray for the deliverance of Israel. What is all this, this talk of his own sins and daily bread? What does all this have to do with God? If this has nothing to do with God, what does God care for? Great things, great questions. The whole of earth and heaven are in his care. What does one man matter? What is daily bread to the Lord? A rich man once had seven sons who helped him oversee his lands and his servants. One day the rich man was watching over the sale of his harvest so that he wouldn't lose any money in the bargaining and weighing and loading. Then his servant came to him and said, Lord, your youngest son has fallen and struck his head on a rock. What will the rich man do? Why, he'll go and care for his son. But he has many sons. He has great affairs to tend to. What should he care for the least of his children? A, a man cares for his children. But, but, Rabbi, the Lord God of heaven hears hundreds and thousands of prayers. How many does he answer? You are in bed and asleep, and your wife and children gathered close on a cold night. Suddenly, a friend of yours comes and knocks and calls out, I have guests, friends of mine, who were traveling and needed a place to rest. They're staying with me in my house, but I have no bread. Will you lend me three loaves? And in your bed, half asleep, you answer, Why are you troubling me at this hour? My door is shut. My children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you bread. But your friend knocks and knocks and won't stop. What will you do? <laughs> get up and give him the bread so he'll let me sleep. <laughs> Ask, and the Lord will give you what you need. Seek, and the Lord will lead you to what you need to find. 
Knock, and the right door will be open to you. Everyone that asks will receive, and everyone that seeks will find, and whoever knocks will find an open door. If your son asked you for bread, would you give him a stone? If he asked you for a fish, would you give him a snake? If he asked you for an egg, would you give him a scorpion? If you know how to give good gifts, then don't you think your Father in heaven can find good gifts for his children? You speak as if we were his sons and heirs. Master! Master, are you here? Matthew, you have a voice loud enough to waken the dead. I have a man here who is possessed by a devil. A devil? You should take him to the priests. And what would the priests do? Or, or a learned rabbi. They have often cast out devils. Come here, my son. But the man is older than he is. What is your name? What is it you would say that he binds your tongue? Or is it you who binds the tongue to keep the devil from foul speaking through your lips? Enough. Thirty years is long enough. Go out of him. out devils by the power of Satan. Uh, how little you understand Satan. A kingdom that battles with itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself will fall. If devils cast out devils, what do we have to fear from them? And then we might begin to wonder whether your rabbis who cast out devils do it by the power of Satan also. Of course not. You've seen what you've seen. You might consider... If I cast out devils with the power of God, then surely it means that the kingdom of God has come to you. <laughs> Rabbi, you have a clever way with you. Will you come to dinner with me soon? In my house. Send to me. Tell me the day and I'll come. I'll be ready to entertain you. I think in a way you have never been entertained before. I have no doubt of it. It's a trap. I have no doubt of that, either. <laughs> Why do I ever worry about you? My son, after so long a silence, what do you have to say? Master, I don't know. Where is my blasphemer, my stonecutter who hates stone? Here he is, Master. Stonecutter, I want you to hear what this man says. I want you to hear the words of a man who has been forced to be silent for 30 years. Tell me, my son, was it easy? There were so many nights I dared not sleep for fear he'd destroy me. And why didn't you speak? There would have been terrible blasphemies in my mouth. Did God hate you to let you suffer for so long? No, Master. But if God could open your mouth today, why didn't he do it years and years ago? Didn't you pray? With all my heart. 
Then why don't you hate the Lord? For a time I did. I thought that God must be deaf or must hate me or, or that I must have committed a terrible sin to be suffering so. Uh. But then I saw things I had never seen before. In all my life I had been so busy telling servants what to do, but now I had to listen. I used to shout and be angry, but now I had to be calm. I used to have no pity for the poor, thinking that they brought their suffering on themselves. But with my tongue bound within my mouth, I listened to my wife and learned that she was wiser than I. I, I heard the way she talked to the servants and saw that they loved her and served her out of love instead of fear. I saw how she gave to the beggars at our gate, and yet we never grew poorer. I saw how she tended to our lands and then business and never cheated anyone, and though there was some money we might have made that she didn't make, I realized that good men began to trust us. It was five years ago that I finally prayed to the Lord, and in my heart I said to him, Father, I am glad of this suffering, because at last I was forced to realize how much you had blessed me by giving me this woman for my wife. Of all my possessions, she was the most valuable, and I would never have known it. When she wanted to take me to find you, I refused. For weeks I refused, because I was happy enough. Take your wife. And go with her to your home. The Lord loves you and lets you have the life that will teach you happiness. And you had the wisdom to learn what the Lord wanted you to learn. My Lord, thank you. Blessed is the woman who gave birth to you, and blessed is the woman who suckled you. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Daughter, you have been a child of God all your life. Oh, my husband, my husband, it's so good to hear your voice. Leave me, all but my apostles. I want to talk to my stonecutter who hates his father in heaven. There was a certain man who wanted to be wise. He thought that the way to wisdom was to study at the feet of rabbis and to become a rabbi himself. He didn't know that the rabbis spend lifetimes trying to understand confusion so that they can pass it along to their disciples. He didn't know that every day they worked to build the Tower of Babel again. So he prayed to God to let him be wise by letting him study with the rabbis. But the Lord knew that if he studied with the rabbis, he would only learn confusion. So the Lord answered his prayer. He made it so that this good man would have to cut stone to feed his family. He made him spend his light in the hot sun, in the cold wind of winter storms, constantly in pain, constantly aching from lifting the stones, doing nothing but hammering and shaping. And over the years, the stonecutter learned the way weakness can corrupt the most solid-seeming stone. 
The stonecutter learned how to shape the stone to fit, how to build a solid foundation so the wall would stand forever. Most of all, he learned how to love his family, how to be tender with his wife, how to make his strong, rough hands touch children with the gentleness of a feather, how to hold small hands in his. He became wise, except for one thing. He hated the Lord God. Yes, Peter has said it. He hated the Lord God because he didn't know that if he had been a rabbi, he would never have had time for his wife and children. He would have been busy discussing nonsense with men who understood nothing. In all his life, he would have done nothing of value for anyone and never have suspected his emptiness. Tell me, stonecutter, did the Lord love him or not? But he can't speak. He can, but he can only speak the truth. My Lord. You see? I want to go home to my family. Then go. I want to bring them to you. So you can teach them. Then bring them. I saw the broken wall of the garden, and I couldn't bear it. Where it was broken, I had to build. Of such is the kingdom of heaven. The rabbi who was here today, who refused to believe what he saw, would I have been such a fool as that? Would you? Some people can't see what's in front of them because they're always looking for something far behind them. I've seen you and heard you for a week, my lord. And I understand now. God cares for every living soul and wants them to be happy the way you do. But God does what is good for people, not what they want. The way you tell people the truth, even when they want to hear lies. When you came, you said that you were God's slave. No, no, I'm not a slave. But were you? Yes, but my master was Satan, who filled my heart with hatred. You know the truth, and the truth has made you free. Hold to what you've learned. You'll be free forever. But, Master, what should I do now? If you have a candle and you stand in a dark room full of frightened people, what will you do? Raise the candle high so that everyone can see. Go and do it. What is it? Mother, there's someone walking outside. Are you sure? Have they come to throw stones at our house again? Oh, if only your father were here. They say that father is a... But 
Oh, there are things that people just don't understand. Hush. Let me listen. Who is it? Who's out there? Shh. Let me in. Open the... It's Father. But it can't. He... Father. <laughs> I'm home. Father? Aaron! How, how did you dare to come back here? They'll stone you if you come, they'll... I know. I came to bring you out of here. Take us out? But where will we go? To meet the man who taught me to love the Lord. To love Wake the... Wake the other children. We have to leave quietly. Will you come with me? Oh, of course. Of course we will. I have so much to tell you about him. I... Not now. Later. But tell me his name. Just his name. Jesus of Nazareth. Aaron, it's as if he gave you a new heart. Yes, or found the old one and set it free. <laughs> <laughs> 